Craft Beer Radio, episode 433, August 11th, 2017. And welcome everybody to Craft Beer Radio. Where I have every, every Rush album on my Zoom. I'm Greg Weiss. Jeff Bear. Zoon? <laughs> That's the joke. Nick Jones. Hey, and we have, well, we got six beers in front of us, including a whale. Six whole beers. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's what we got. Yeah. Six whole beers. Should we just stare at them for beers? the next 48 minutes or so? Let's just stare at them, yeah. All right. That's good radio. Mm. Staring contest with the beer. I always tend to lose those. <clears throat> All right, so what's up first? Probably the only, like, light... Non sour, non hoppy, non Monk and Honey from Torn Label Brewing Company. This is 6% alcohol by volume, 22 IBU, and it contains, it's a Belgian table beer. At 6%, that's pretty, that's a lot for a table beer. Yeah, table beer is usually to be like, 2.5%, 3%. Yeah. Uh, but it has local honey in it. Uh, it is uh, Belgian yeast, local honey. That's all I got from from Torn Label. Color is a uh, yellow cloudy. Sort of straw. It's, it's cloudy, much more cloudy on your Yeah, uh, that was going to say. Give me your much more cloudy. Glass. I got the, the, the butt end of the mug. Got the dregs. Oh, so. can stratification. And mix in with me, too, so we all are tasting yeah, the same sure. beer. It's complicated. I'm glad we don't have three people on the show all the time. <laughs> I want Nick here more. Oh, I, I think he's a great addition to the show. As soon as Cheers. I invited him to come whenever he wants, he moves the Philly on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I might be moving again, but we'll talk about that later. Let Nick lead. Are you confident with going first? Um, yeah, normally, yes. I've been dealing with really bad allergies today, so I'm having oh, trouble okay. sniffing, but... It's a very, like, floral scent. It's like a sweet floral, like a, like a lavender-ish kind of... Yeah, I, I, th- uh-huh. I think you're on that. Uh, the honey kind of has a pollen type thing, like mm-hmm. blossom of some sort. It smells clover honey to me. It smells clover honey, honey, yes. I was... I think you're probably right. I was, when I smelled that, I pictured an apple tree in bloom. You know, really? the apple blossoms is what I kind of mm-hmm. pictured. That smells like uh, clover honey, which I think is like the most standard honey you get mm-hmm. is, is the clover honey. I'm getting a little bit, so I'm really digging in, a little bit more of like the yeastiness in the scent too. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a strong. pretty sort of estuary yeah, thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully it brings masters being a Belgian style beer Yeah, and it goes well with the honey. Let's see. So now that we are all the same beer, it's it's a kind of straw, a little hazy. It's um, actually pretty clear and 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 nicely attenuated. It looks like uh, it's about um, you know small head at the top, not much, but it does have nice lacing on the glass. Ooh, that is sweeter than I actually expected. Even being a honey, though. Yeah, the honey. Ooh, it kicks in the end. It really mm-hmm. snaps at you. Um, but it it has a nice finish. It rounds itself out after that, like the the whip of. So it starts out little little kind of almost like wheat like, mm-hmm. and then 
this is on on one taste, so I have to taste again to really clarify this. But then the honey hits and it gets really sweet, especially like in the back of your tongue, and then it starts to round out, and some of the bitterness comes out, and it just sort of it it ends not super dry, but at least it it doesn't overwhelm. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I got well, I got a little bit hit with a stronger sweetness. I thought what well, not the beginning, um, but it definitely finished a little bit more bitter which i i like because i like having that bitter aftertaste mm-hmm. after it's not like bitter not like we're drinking like a mm-hmm. double quad ipa or right. something like from crazy like it but it has like a nice but yeah it's like it's like the the like i said the the, the honey snaps you sweet and then the bitter yeah. brings you back I, so i agree with how you described it where you kind of get a ta- wheat tang up front then the honey is it seems a little potent a little overdoing it but you get this kind of big honey sweetness almost a mead type flavor with the residual sweetness mm-hmm. and then it gets it gets like kind of like a i get this mineraliness almost like a limestone mm-hmm. or a chalk or something like that and that help dries it out yeah i'm getting that more than a bitterness uh but i i kind of like you know i really like saisons and things that have that mineraliness to yeah. it mm-hmm. so i like how that kind of aspect is in the beer Yeah, the, the mentioning the the mead definitely <laughs> ass. ass. <laughs> mentioning the mead, like to me, that just like set it perfectly mm-hmm. in stone. Like, yeah, it's it's honey, but I think you're right that they're over. Yeah, the honey's I, I a little overpowering. It, well, it, but it depends on what you're looking it goes for away. because it has a more true mead-like flavor mm-hmm. to me than a lot of honey beers. Yeah, and if you like a sweet mead. Then this is going to be up your alley. As I mean, this, this might be a good idea for Aaron. It has a nice <laughs> progression to it. It tells a little story, which I, you know, I always enjoy when beers are, are more interesting than simply, you know, a, a platform for mm-hmm. one flavor or something, or even yeah. like a chord. This mm-hmm. has a, you know, a, a uh, rising, uh, rising action, a climax, and a falling action. It's not what I have in mind for table beer. No, not at all. <laughs> But it does it does strike me as an enjoyable um, beer to kick back with, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one of the beers they've sent. Torn Label is in... Is it Iowa, I think? Um, hmm. I have to find more information by looking at their site more. And they don't have any address. What's Kansas that? City. Kansas City, okay. Kansas City. Missouri or Kansas? <laughs> Don't know. They just say Kansas City Nick, area. Nick, is it Missouri or Kansas? <laughs> no response. Kansas City. Missouri. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't find it. I'm like reading all the little <laughs> fine detail and here it is smack dab in the... Hmm. That was enjoyable. It was. Good. Okay, so we have like three stouts and one uh, Belgian, Belgian sour, sour and then an IPA. So let's, yeah, let's, let's do, do it. IPA. So my dad called me up night before last. He's like, can I come over and can you rip a board for me? Like cut the long ways, cut up a board long ways on my table. So I'm like, yeah, sure. And so he brings his neighbor over. Neighbor comes with beer in hand. Saying, I don't think you've ever had this beer before, but uh, you know, it's my payment for ripping this dude's board. And uh, dude, I ripped your board, I man. Ripped his board. And he's like, Have you ever had zombie dust? 
I have had zombie yes. dust. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So three Floyd zombie dust, 50 IBU, 6.2% alcohol by volume. Uh, uh, considered a whale. It's um, not widely available. Apparently one of his co-workers is a Muslim who goes to Chicago a bunch and he brings him back zombie dust. So there's a interesting story. You not not necessarily the mule that you would expect. Well, I mean, hey, it means he's not going to drink any urea, right? Right. right. <laughs> exactly. It's not necessarily the mule you would normally expect. Mm, kind of a um, piney clementine on the aroma, and the color is a orangish. Yeah, it's good. You know, nearer to orange. Yeah, it know. definitely has a super saturated smell. You know. It, uh, it has clementine, like you said. There's, uh, I can't tell if it's like just mega hops or if there's a booziness coming off it. You said it's only like 6'2", right? Yeah. So you wouldn't expect it to be boozy. But when I smell it, I kind of smell like an alcoholic. I get like a musky kind of, mm-hmm. like a smell, like, like a, like a cellar point. kind of thing. It's very... That's a really good call. There's kind of a dampness. Yeah, to yeah. Like a muskiness is what I got off of it at the beginning. More hops are seeping through the walls. Which I think actually fits the name really well. Zom- like zombie dust and a must yeah. be beer, but it's it's really juicy flavor. So you know, there's a fair amount of malt there, but it's pretty pale. But there's enough breadiness there, enough maltiness to kind of give the at least an initial balance up front. As I'm talking, there's a pretty bitter ripper at the end, mm-hmm. but during the front, there's a good balance, and then the hops are coming in, pretty citrusy, really juicy. And, uh, and there's a little bit of like pine or something spruce coming through as well. I definitely get the pine. It has that. I like that like orange tangerine kind of thing that you mentioned earlier. I feel is coming through at the front of it. Mm-hmm. Then it leads to a more bitter pine dry finish. And for me, between those, I'm getting some melon type character. Yeah. That's a really good call. I, I I definitely think there is that clementine, almost a little bit of like lemon up front. Then melon is a, is a nice call. It, it it starts to just like go. It starts to gradually go from sort of a clementine and, and the citrus towards. Uh, I think spruce is is like you said is sort of is almost better than pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but along the way, it hits like melon There's and the, the, the greenish-orange part of a cantaloupe, right. you know, mm-hmm. right up against the rind. And then it ends with a, a, a pretty uh, pretty strong bitterness, but not like a, not super deep, at least not in like the couple of sips I've taken. It doesn't feel as much <clears> like <throat> I'm, like it's, it, it's tearing at my tongue mm-hmm. so much. It's, but, it's laying there, but it's not tearing at it. It's yeah. laying on the back of your tongue. It's It's... It's potent, you know. It's not mm-hmm. like a Mosaic Galaxy, mm-hmm. less apparently bitter beer. It's kind of like that Phase Two style where we talk about, oh, yeah, you know, where yeah. the, the hops are more citrusy or piney or dank. This one doesn't have. This one's really bright. Doesn't have any kind of dank dinginess. Yeah, it doesn't. Even though we talk about how it kind of had that feel of a cellar, 
There's not any of that like sulfury. Yeah, no, none sand. of that. No onion, the yeah. scent yeah. to me was yeah. that. Yeah, there's no real strong onion, but it, it's kind of funny because it's six point two percent. But I still, I feel like if I didn't know that, I would think this beer had much more alcohol uh, in it I, because it tastes it like boozy. A eight and a half, nine yeah. percent double IPA. Like the yeah. finish tastes like a boozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has, a, it has a huge amount of sort of saturated hot flavor for that percentage of alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, and it is interesting, you know. This doesn't have Dord. It doesn't have Simcoe, the onion-y kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it it manages to get all that in there without going into that sort of direction. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's, it, it's a pretty it's a nice it's, use it's, of it's, this. It's stuff. killer, right? I mean, it is showcasing like all the best parts mm-hmm. of the what we era. consider a phase. What you know, craft beer radio phase two IPA with none of the common caveats that it has. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. It's good. It it's This is the first time we've done it on the show. When I had it before, I had it at the pub. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I've had a GABF. Okay. You know, here drinking it as warm as we're drinking it in the in the tulips, it's it's just so expressive and so open. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm meeting this beer for the first time. Hello, beer. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? You doing good? All for cutting, <laughs> all for cutting one board in half. Mm. Well, hey, you can't complain. Right? That's, no. a, that's a good, that's a good price to pay. He's like, I'll give you more. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you can pay me as much as Zombie does for for using my table saw as you choose is reasonable. Yeah, I, it's it's a very good phase two. Um, I definitely wouldn't. I mean, it, it feels like, man. If, if I if this was in the market, I would buy it a lot. You know, similar to mm-hmm. say like Too Hard or something like that. It would mm-hmm. or or a or a Headhunter. It'd be a, yeah. I mean, it, it's, if it was on the shelf beside Headhunter, I'd well, I'd buy this one until I've had it three or four times, right. and then I'd flip flop back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the uh, unfortunate situation where we are, we can't get. Unless you get a growler, you can't get a good New England IPAs, which are you know, as if you've been listening to the past couple of shows, it's it's all it's the number one like thing on our tongues right now. Still especially Greg, he's, especially he's me. I'm it. super into it, but I keep going to stores and you know I don't have. It. But then again, I mean the stores I go to, you need, I mean the New England IPAs they need to be fresh in order for mm-hmm. them to be really yeah. to good. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get that in most stores. You know we're lucky. I mean. You found a, there's a lot of places around here making this style of beer yeah. now. So and they're not going. It's not going to be a seasonal. It's going to be a year. Yes, thing, yes. So you know that that reminds me, beer ish. Yeah, well, that is beer related. But you go around, not nearly as many. But we talked about this a little bit. Pumpkin <laughs> beers. Where are they? Did Thankfully, you, did you see my tweet the other day? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's it's August seventh. Where's all the pumpkin beers at? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I haven't. No- I didn't even notice that. Yet. And then. Uh, I saw the next day, I saw a tweet from uh, Southern Tier about pumpkins mm-hmm. out, you know, or pumpkins out. And then I saw a tweet from Dogfish about, like, oh, this warehouse full of pumpkin now. It's like candy so corn. it's coming. It's coming. It's just not as... They, they yeah. keep making it, but no one ever wants to eat the candy corn, but it's there. Because last year, this was the end of pumpkin beer release season. Yeah, well, last year it was everywhere. It, it was a super oversaturated market of pumpkin beers. And, mm-hmm. like, I remember there there were just cases upon cases. Well, Heather was at the beer distributor last. And so I asked her, are the pumpkin beers out? Like, 
oh yeah and she's like no just last year's they're still on the clearance show uh-huh. <laughs> yep so you yeah, can go they, save on beer and cranberry and buy last year's they over beers. they overdid that one big time they uh overestimated demand on that <laughs> yeah all right so what are we getting next uh this is martin city alchemy not the alchemist but martin city alchemy Martin City has been good to us. I mean, other than like one beer, right? Every other thing, other than like, yeah, I forget which one, but one beer of theirs wasn't very good. Like the last one we had, whatever it was. <laughs> but no, I mean, we've been pretty happy with them. This yeah. is uh, this is the last. This is another beer that Dave brought. This is the last, Al- or Martin City no, that we have. Oh, that's Martin City. Oh. Yes, they went with a different design. Okay, we're doing double Martin City tonight. Oopsie. Oh well, not a big deal. No, it's not. A big I just try to spread breweries out. Um, yeah, the coffee ale, right? Coffee stout. Yeah, alchemy mm-hmm. stout brewed coffee. Uh, this is fifty IBU, six point three percent alcohol by volume, brewed in collaboration with Alchemy Coffee. That's probably why it's called Alchemy. Probably it smells like work coffee. Yeah. Really? I think I was going to say I don't get coffee at all. Really? really? Uh, that's like I got coffee, like <sighs> coffee, kind of like a, a mocha latte or something like that. Uh, okay, I'm getting. I got coffee, but, but I, I just get nothing special. Coffee. Yeah. Um, I'm getting coffee, but it's not as as powerful as I expected it to be. If huh. you when you get back to Philly, uh, grab with that carton. Brewery sour stout, anyone? It's sour, it's sour. Oh no, it's sour in a pretty good way, I think. At least the first sip, that's sour stout. Hmm, okay. I'm getting a little bit of a tang near the end. It wasn't, it wasn't as sour as I expected when you said sour stout, yeah. I would expect, you know, but it, it's more like it's it's spoiled. It's more it's, minor out brune than like that's, sour. That's, stout. How, that's how stouts that that's yeah. all the sour stouts I've had have been like this. Here, taste this glass just to make sure you're getting just as much tang as as I'm getting because I think you're well, it's roughly the same. I think, but it's it's also the mix of the coffee there too is. is the tannins are kind of giving it a little bit of that. So there's there's a lot of things going on there that I'm not really necessarily sure that. There's... I mean, it didn't pour infected. You would, yeah. I would expect it to be really fizzy with the flavors I'm tasting. Maybe, maybe it's just a weird mixture I, of flavors. I but think it's. I it mean, kind of. I think at the end there's kind of a tanginess, but I'm wondering if that's just coming from the ingredients. Maybe. I mean, but it takes tastes like other, you know, sour stouts that I've had. You know, thinking of. What am I thinking of? Drawing a blank right now. Weyerbacher made one, I think. But I'm having a hard time remembering what it's called. It's not coming across to me as sour. It, like I said, if anything, I would call it like a very minor outbrun. I'm not getting a sour out of it. I'm definitely getting a weird... Not what I was expecting. Like, I, I got that from the scent, too. Like, when I hear a coffee stout, usually if I whiff it, and I'm like, oh, coffee, cool, that's cool. It's going to be the same exact coffee stout I get, because that's, like, 90% of them. And I didn't get that strong sense of coffee from this one from the scent. In the taste, 
I'm getting a little bit of that espresso so, kind of coffee from it, but it's just so mild, and so I'm getting this like the end weird, feels kind of dirty and dusty. The sour that I'm getting is kind of like you know, think of like a, a cab or cabernet or something like that, but also with just a oh, touch. Of, <laughs> I was thinking a cab like a New York no, cab, no cab, cabernet <laughs> sauvignon, but also the with, with, get from with a just New York a touch cab. of balsamic vinegar or something like that. You know, I'm getting that's kind of the flavors I'm getting. Yeah, balsamic vinegar a bit is of a acidic, very yeah, yeah, very. That's that's what I'm very acidic. That was what mm-hmm. I was looking for. Very yeah. acidic, and um, that, that's what I meant by sour. Yeah, well. I was thinking like shock tart sour when you said sour. That's just what came into my mind. Well, so well, so there's there's a bunch of different sours. There's the shock tart one is more like citric acid, right? Yeah. There's then there's lactic, which is you know the gozas and stuff like that. There's kind of yogurt in that. But this is more acetic, which is mm-hmm. acetic acid is is vinegar. So yeah, this tend this is more on that direction. Yeah. Right? Sorry. And, and, yeah. When you said sour, I went. Acetobacter sh- is a common mm-hmm. production flaw of poor packaging. Mm-hmm. No, it can work, right? Rodenbach yeah. has Acetobacter as part of its culture. You know, and I think this beer works. It does work. It's it just, it, I don't think, I gets, don't think this is what alchemy is supposed to be. The finish is muddy and like, it, it almost feels like gravelly in some sense. It feels like, like dusty and gravelly. And that is, is to the detriment of the beer. Um, because I, I feel like... I, I, do you remember like Troubadour Obscura? You know, like Belgian stouts, you know, like... Because that dusty, gravelly, minerally... I mean, this kind of fits in there with like... And then I maybe that Weyerbacher stout I'm thinking of... Oh, Tiny. No, that was an Imperial stout. That one wasn't Belgian. Or was it? Maybe it was. I don't know. Jeff, but... you to show himself. Just talk to myself. <laughs> I, I remember... Just, you know, you have images pop into your mind when you're tasting things. And for me... It was a Weyerbacher beer that is being conjured when I drink this. Yeah, I'm sorry. When you, whenever you said sour, my mind just went to shock tart. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know how when you hear something and your brain goes to it, you mm-hmm. can't get out of it? Yes. And, like, I was just sitting there. I'm like, I'm not getting this at all. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely wasn't what I was expecting it to be reading and what the alchemy was. Let's do the other Martin City. Next. Barrel-aged Imperial Stout named Big Boy. What's that here? Am I here? I'm hearing something. Crickets outside? Yeah. Yeah, crickets outside. Oh, can you... You don't hear that? No. I hear crickets. Oh. What's that, Greg? <laughs> I, I could have sworn... Oh, there it is! <laughs> 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 Jeff, slow on the uptake tonight. <laughs> I was listening really hard. <laughs> I know, so I'm, like, I'm like, I hear crickets. Oh, wait, I remember now. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, more more shows like, like this one. Would you like to support more shows like this one? Yes, yes. Greg, I would. Then go to... <laughs> okay, so, well... How about more episodes of this show instead of other shows like ours? <laughs> Let's flip it. Let, let, let's do it the other way around. Greg. Yeah. yeah would man. you like to help out and support this show? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Well, hey. how would you like to do it and it doesn't even cost you a cent? I would. Okay, I'll would do that. Would you do it then? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, 
But it have, does cost you cents. It just doesn't cost you anything extra. All right, it doesn't cost who's you anything guy? extra. Yeah, who's who are you, sir? Excuse you. I don't want false advertising, man. I want the FTC coming in. So and... all you have to do, Greg, mm-hmm. do you shop on Amazon? Oh, all the time. All the time, because it's the 21st century. Who doesn't shop on Amazon? I mean, I I'm like on Amazon 23 of the 24 hours. Away. Exactly. Now the rude person that interrupted me earlier, he's going to tell you a special way that you could support this show and it doesn't cost you any extra and all it's you have a- to do is just so you know this guy? do your sales. It's a super secret exclusive code. <laughs> For a limited time only, you can go to craftbeerradio.com/amazon. You might and- get like a better partner I don't, I don't think it the limited time only is only while this show still runs so right now it's still going strong so we have act now while supplies last <laughs> operators are standing by i guess i'll do it that was the worst yes and ever jeff <laughs> <laughs> but that was fun i tried i tried i didn't cry <laughs> <laughs> just takes practice jeff okay so on to i thought my announcer was good no it wasn't it, it wasn't the announcer it wasn't the announcer it was you gotta roll, roll with the punches yes and the scene you know agree and I, I should sign up for some improv classes i can give you a book i'll take a tobias funke's uh improv book <laughs> All right, so what is this? I blew myself. <laughs> <laughs> what is this This uh, beverage? This is Big Boy. Another beer from Martin City. And it smells pretty damn oh, good. I'm good. So, okay. Uh, Imperial Stout. Uh, 8.6% alcohol volume, 55 IBU. 8.6, is about what we thought the uh, zombie dust was. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's got the barrel all up. This is a barrel age imperial stout. I mean, it just big boy. It's oaky. It's woody. It's a little bit cinnamon vanilla, but it's just boozy and barrely on the nose. It smells so good. It does have a nice. Yeah, enveloping aroma. It's got it's you know, oh dark god. with uh, brownish highlights. Oh my god, that's awesome! Flavor is kind of sweet, and creamy, and vanilla, and has a bit of a bit of soy sauce, but it's not detracting from the overall impression of this imperial stout. This is just delicious. This is really good. It's a yeah, a lot of vanilla, a lot of caramel. Um, mm. <laughs> this is what I look for in Imperial mm. Stouts. This is like it, we haven't had Dark Lord in forever, but like this is what I want Dark Lord to be like. You know, this is yeah. num num. This, this is, is very good. It's like a like a, a the vanilla. It's like a toffee. The like a little bit of like cocoa. Um, wow. I'm getting like a, a coffee. Like I'm getting a lot of things from this thing. This is- like a smoky roastiness, not coffee. Um, a smoky roastiness. And we're drinking this at around sixty-one degrees. So I mean, this is so a lot of the flavors coming out here. Mm-hmm. Like if you had this at 
45 or 50 you might not get as much out of this yeah it, it like i'm really liking this i'm getting definitely a roasty smoky quality out of it that i'm really enjoying because it's balancing it, it, very it almost comes with... across like a sweet stout but it's boozy like an imperial stout the barrel is adding all the right things it's not kind of it's not tannic it's not astringent it is it's it's so 66 degrees on the surface, so I'm subtracting 5 degrees Fahrenheit. 19.3 degrees Celsius on the surface. So uh, for those of you who are who, who insist on using their base 10 units because you think that's easy. Okay, so let's not rush through this beer. Hey, uh, Greg, any any beer news this week? Any boy, breweries, boy, any breweries howdy. get sold this yes, week? Yes, and... Boy, howdy, have there been brewery news. So... Um, uh, as as the uh, as the market turns, right? Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. So you <laughs> told me about one that I didn't even see. It's like breaking news, right? Yeah. Breaking news: The Funky Buddha, which I've seen on people's like death pool type lists uh-huh. for selling out. So, yeah, The Funky Buddha is now a constellation brand, which uh, also owns Bow's Point. Uh, and if, Corona, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I wonder if they got a billion dollars too. Probably not. Probably not. I think that that was balance point. Like that was probably uh, the, the tippy tip. Yeah, that that was the the Mark Cuban market point <laughs> selling broadcast dot com for five billion dollars. Yeah. Um, broadcast dot what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to a company that doesn't exist anymore, Yahoo. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at some of the stuff you put in there. So, New uh, Belgium bought Magnolia Brewery, New Belgium and Dick Cantwell from yeah. from Elysium, uh, brought. So Dick Cantwell, right? When Elysium sold Anheuser Busch, there was a non compete, so he had to do like non brewing things for the past couple of years. I'm guessing that's expired. Uh, he's been dating Kim Jordan. See, uh, she just recently left New Belgium, right? No, she's still there. Oh, so, oh no, okay, she's still there. Peter Bukar left. Peter, right? Yeah. Kim's still there. She she's not longer CEO. She's chairman or president or something, but not CEO. Uh, she's still at New Belgium. They've been dating for forever, and so New Belgium buys Magnolia, which is a smaller brewery in the San Francisco area. They have a pub on Heath Street, which I've been to. And then they have a production, bigger production brewery. The the thing that was noteworthy for me when I was at Magnolia, and this was back in 2007, 2008, you know, shortly after the show had started, they had five cask beers, like five beer engines running. You know, most bars can do one. Pipers can do two to three. Mm-hmm. Because you have once you tap a cask of beer, you have to serve it. Is that like still going on now, or have they? I, mean, I, have, I haven't been to Magnolia in forever, so I mean, right? Yeah. I, uh, I didn't go there in when I was in San Francisco. So they, so they had a bunch of English. Year. So when I was there forever ago, it was a lot of English style beers, you know, beer engine type beers. I remember some good pale ales. Uh, I remember some things that are ESBs and whatnot, and I, I. I think they had like 18 beers on, you know, like in big variety of beers. The, this article is interesting because, okay, so New Belgium's buying Magnolia. Magnolia has been in bankruptcy for about two years. 
uh, Dick Cantwell is going to be kind of co-brewers with the old owner. I think mm. Dave McLean is that his name? Uh, Mr. McLean. Uh, I might have that completely wrong. <laughs> Wait, it's uh. Gotta Why click, that's so funny? Gotta click this link and find out. I want to make sure I get the dude's name right. I don't want to waste too much time reading it. Um, but another interesting aspect is a part of the deal is the Belgium brewery old beer soul is going in on this. Oh, right. Yeah. So the article that I linked talked about, you know, a potential future. We're doing collaboration beers, doing sours, doing spontaneous fermentation, things like that. So it made me wonder is Magnolia still known for doing those more classic English styles or has it evolved? It, it's been forever, so it probably has evolved. But are they known for I don't know, because you said they were in bankruptcy, so maybe they haven't. You know, it's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, like, maybe that's it. Right right above two Sacramento area breweries announced closures within two days, Rubicon and American River. So And Rubicon's a thirty year old company. Yeah. Which so that's that's kind of like bubble popping scary market contraction. Uh, the Rubicon guy is talking about like he's on, the guy that owns Rubicon now has had Rubicon for almost twenty years, and he's talking about how much competition there is in Sacramento now, and that's one of the reasons for their closing. You know, the consumer is a fickle beast, I guess. Did you we know, talk like, about Anchor? Did we talk about Anchor last talk, time? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, because Anchor bought by Sapporo, uh, Brew Association talking about five percent growth instead of yeah. We definitely yeah, talked about definitely this talk last about year. that. So. And there's just, you know, beer. it's an interesting dynamic market right now. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of stuff. It's it, the, the price for Magnolia was $2.7 a far cry from the ballast point $1 billion. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Roughly 3% of, of ballast point, but probably... Uh, it's a lot smaller. Yeah. Ballast point was nationwide, practically, mm -hmm. when they sold. Magnolia is a local brewery. Maybe with statewide distribution, I would not expect to see Magnolia. Maybe maybe West Coast, you know, maybe up and down the coast, but not much further. Uh, I, you know, Magnolia was kind of one of those, when I, you know, one of the OG San Francisco breweries to me, and I liked their beers a lot the time I was there, you know. And if I find myself out in San Francisco again, one of my stops would be to go back to Hate Street and, and check out Magnolia, but. Uh, haven't had the opportunity. Well, so we, we did all that talking. You didn't <laughs> get anywhere on your beer. No, I, I don't want to rush this beer. I want to chit chat about other things because this beer is delicious. It's good. Um, let's see what else is there? Any other beer news? Uh, uh... there's a neat article on Beer Advocate about um, super or uh, about beer, uh, beer buyers. And how they're kind of the gatekeepers. By beer buyers. Beer buyers are the people who buy beers for retail establishments and for bars. So the sales reps are trying to get you to buy your... So they're like the closed buyers who go, you know, who are sort of tastemakers and they go to the... Yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. Talking about how... The, well, I mean, the somewhat tastemakers... And and the article's interesting because it gets into like how data-driven. Like now that they have these... Uh, automated you know tap systems you know like tap list or, or even not social media type things but private things that they have the data on how long a beer has been on tap and how fast it turns mm -hmm. so like 
they're talking about how this one brewery, this one beer store has like do not buy lists because the stuff moves too slow. Mm. So, and you know, it's for like when a new beer buyer comes in, they don't have to learn this from the same mistakes that previous one made. And one of these lists got out, you know, it was leaked, escaped. And, you know, people got shit for like, oh, why am Fake I... Fake news. <laughs> why am I in your do not buy list? It's an interesting story. It's called uh, Super Shoppers. Why the, why the... Why beer buyers are in... <laughs> My screen's too dim. I can't read. I'm going blind. Uh, Greg, you know what reminded me? When you guys had the Trump-tastic tremendous beer. Yeah. I really wish I was here, because I would have read the shit out of How it. How are you liking this beer? Because I think this. Oh, is, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it. this is one of the best beers I've had in months. Yeah, no, no, that 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 went five stars on Untapped, with a smiley face. Five <laughs> stars and a smiley face. Four exclamation points followed it by was one. Tremendous. <laughs> one of the best beers I've had in a very very long time. Believe me. Believe me. Okay, that's enough. This you you posted <laughs> an interesting tweet from John Hall. Is that the uh, Florida oh, yeah. uh, the Florida Brewers Brewers Convention and Brewers Go Convention? Yeah, and the opening remarks by the president stressed the importance of quality and was met with tepid applause. That's maybe it's hard to get excited about quality, but it's so important. It's it's. I mean, we have talked, uh, you know, for. A while, and you know, the last ten or fifteen shows we've at least brought it up once or twice, uh, like per like every three shows or so, that we feel like the quality of beers are going down. And we've had some good beers tonight, but we also had things that are at the, the last couple of times. We 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 get less awesome beers than we used to, and part of that is that the market is well. The last better. show I was on. I remember Jeff kept saying, well, they can't always be winners right. <laughs> because like every single beer we had down the line it, was it, just it's, subpar. It, it's so it's, it's weird because I mean, just a year ago I was talking about like, we don't get the crappy beers anymore. It wasn't a year ago. It was Two years ago. ago. Okay. But see, the thing is that, that all, all the breweries now seem to be rallying around this non-corporatism thing. And, expecting their community to, to grow because of that, but not paying attention to the quality of the thing that actually made the beer uh, ecosystem grow. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really hope that somehow it gets into people's heads to the, the quality has to go back up. We need to keep having awesome beers. And have well, it. I mean, I, I have plenty of friends that um, I go out to places and I'll have a beer and I'll be like, yeah, it's okay. But then they're like, this is the greatest thing I ever had. I mean, True. it's like like when I just jumped into it, I was like, every beer I had was either the best thing I ever well, had or the worst thing I ever had. And I feel... It's, it's not those beers. It's the beers that are just flawed and packaged poorly. And someone buys okay. a beer and like, ugh, that's craft beer? That's the problem. Yeah, You get that multiplied across the country. At the rate that so it's a packaging thing. That's it's, not just it's, packaging. It's because when I go to breweries, it's the amount too. of time beer's been on the shelf, it's 
it's that's not, a big problem with like together. with like places like here like giant eagle and the pittsburgh vicinity and like mm-hmm. out in um philadelphia i have giant and like they yeah. do the same exact thing and it's like when i I have to go through and spend time to look at expiration dates. But and it's, it's like, it's the overall impression for the people who are on the fence. Do I drink craft beer or do I go with cocktails, drink wine? Right. Those people, when they have a bad experience, it is detrimental mm-hmm. to their option of choosing craft beer again in the future. For us, it's, disappointing it's frustrating that we've wasted money on bad beer but i think the concern is wasted our supporters money on bad beer there's that but i mean i think you know it's like you keep you've said a couple times about capitalism right and you gotta grow you gotta grow and if your market is is withering because they're your your new people who are trying to figure out what their drink is and they are burned too many times by beer, but their cocktails are always spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how often are your cocktails spot on? I mean, really. Well, that's why you just go with mojito. You know how hard it is for me to get a pisco sour. Yeah, who orders a pisco sour? Come on, just go with mojito. It's always good. <laughs> it's hard to mess up a mojito. Good pisco sours. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what pisco <laughs> sour is, but uh, I did have a. Uh, Today at lunch, I had a, hot, a mosaic hopped whiskey that was really good. That could be pretty good. <laughs> it was real good. You might was... like a whiskey sour then, but um, Pisco is like a brandy-ish thing. Yeah, okay, I've it's... had whiskey sours, but when I was a kid. You when know, you were I'd... a kid? Well, when you were 12, you were drinking whiskey sours? Yeah, pretty much. Not, <laughs> not since I had a palate and once, you know... To really taste the nuance in my whiskey sour. When I drank whiskey sours, it was to get fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) F word count? One. No, no, I didn't really say the F word. Oh, really? Yes, you did. I said I heard an F. Yeah, I heard an F U C K E D. I kind of slurred it. Your An brain, interesting definition of slurring is to enunciate every single I was syllable. Say, I heard it perfectly. <laughs> I didn't enunciate all the syllables. Go back. I am slurring my words right now. <laughs> this slurring has ruined my dictation. Do you want to run some of this awesome stuff out? Yeah. It's pretty thick. It might actually put some flavor in the glass. So. I sure did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it. Give me your glass, man. Oh, you want the bottle? That's right. You know this brewery. You're intimate with this brewery. Yeah, I don't need it. So this is uh, local Pittsburgh brewery, Dry Log. Uh, this is a bottled version of their Atomic Palm. Palm, French for apple. Let's see. I'm thinking drugs. 9.1%. The way to go on this one. So. And I'm not, I don't have any IBU. I don't know if the bottle has Neither one. Neither do I. But it's an American Wild, so I don't expect the IBU to be pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9.1. Yeah. Color is a uh, kind of a cloud. It almost uh, 
almost looks like a, a, a dark version of a New England IPA. It's kind of cloudy orange. Um, but it doesn't have the, it the does not head. smell like one. Smells apple-y. Apple-y, but you're getting some getting some breath. You know, it's a little leathery. It's a little minerally. It's a little dusty. Yep. Bursting with tart apple flavor and funky aromas of fresh cut hay. The 70-30 blend of fresh and 12-month cask age wild ales undergoes a final maturation in second use bourbon cast to create light caramel tones and complementary notes of brown sugar and soft oak so there might be like a little bit of a uh, with the bourbon aspect there might be a little bit of a calvados kind of quality coming along it's that's it, brandy, it, it but I mean, could, it's like... could. Um, the aroma on this guy, the the complexity in the sour. It's you know you get we get two things from dry log. You get the thing that I talked about recently on the show where they've matured and they have a kind of mature sour, and then some of their beers still have that kind of plasticky, mm-hmm. immature sour. And this Absolutely. one smells to me like it's the matured sour where it kind of like like I, like i was smelling it, it reminds me of something what does it remind me of and it, i'm thinking of some of the asian russian river type smells you know like some of the way they use brett in maybe um sanctification i, I saw you poured um we we mixed our glasses i still and got then the some very, nice grittiness in the, well too. I, I put the dregs mm-hmm. and i kind of parceled it out in each of our glasses oh no no yeah no, that's not it's kind of like an apple cinnamon oatmeal aroma with with uh, yeah, big tartness. I'm trying to qualify that by comparing it to something. It's really hard. You know, I'm smelling you know this kind of bread, dusty, leathery, mineraly yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how do where how can I qualify that with like a Something that people may have smelled before. Who are not used to that smell. I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) But I think there is a... I'm thinking of like... Old leather, you know, is kind of what I'm thinking of. You know, I don't come across it often, but there's been times like an old belt. Like, or... uh, Maybe an old catcher's mitt or something like that. You know, that kind of thing. See, it's funny. I, I agree with like the leathery kind of like scent from it, but I'm not getting the old aspect of it. I'm getting like a fresh. I was just at a tanner place when I was in Orlando last week, and I walked in, and that's what I'm getting. Well, like I walked in the store and got this fresh palate drift because yeah. that's fresh in your mind. You have these connections, and you're not wrong, mm-hmm. but you're you're more sensitive to to those sure. kinds of things than because yeah, that know. was just last week, not yeah. even a week ago. No, it happens all yeah. the time. It happens to us all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the thing that I had for lunch the other day, you know, like, I don't remember what it was. You know, I'm more likely to taste that in a show than something I haven't seen in, you know, seven years. Uh, pretty strong sour mm-hmm. with uh, a very filling amount, you know, very full mouthfeel. Um, apple, a little bit of pear, a little bit of sour cherry, too. Okay. 
I like how it's not like, to me, it's not like saying, oh, here's a beer with apples in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very well integrated. It's yes. apple But actually, you know, to, to me, it's not even obvious that apple is an ingredient in this. It, I've had beers. Yeah, because you could get that mm-hmm. through just souring and, yeah. and, and that right yeast. Yeah, and yeah. I like it. But, you know, kind of in the aftertaste, you kind of get that Granny oh, Smith. I'm getting this aftertaste. Granny Smith where I'm getting a little bit of Granny Smith skins mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But, you know. I and love. You get, you get like this memory of texture. It, mm-hmm. It's not. It's not an actual texture, but you get memory. Of sort of I love how texture. this beer doesn't I, taste like apples are bolted onto it. Yeah. No, it and, doesn't taste. It doesn't taste like a cider ale or something like that, right, like yeah. an apple cider. It, it. The apple to me comes in the finish. I like the. It's very pear, very mild, um, very strong sour, which, um, but very mild, like pear, like kind of um, flavoring, and then the finish to me is where I taste the apple skin i feel mm-hmm. like i just yeah. bit in and probably because there's a green thing mm-hmm. on it but i feel the sour the, no the it, sour it apple like fits it Smith perfect sure. and i bite right into that and i can taste that that idea and that's what i feel like i just had rather than a beer it doesn't really carry like you mentioned how like the combination of things you were expecting maybe a calvados type character right. for me i'm not getting that I'm not no getting no that. I, I think that weirdly there's like a whiff of of there's a whiff of it in terms of kind of narrowing the the focus of the sour a bit or like limiting it so it doesn't go overboard mm-hmm. but that could be just suggestion I, i'm not entirely sure that that's totally there you know as i'm drinking this i'm getting um so you said second use bourbon barrels and to me it's more clear these are inoculated oak barrels mm-hmm. that have dry lungs culture in them this is a mature sour beer that is providing depth, mm-hmm. richness, and it's enjoyable. You know, um, some of the flavors we talked about, uh, what did we talk about? But what I'm tasting now, think of like uh, peach pits. You know, I'm getting kind of the... I don't eat peach pits. Well, nope. Have you ever liked a peach pit or tried to get all the flesh off of a peach pit? You know, that kind of Yeah, thing. but that I don't... I don't do okay, that. well... Then I'm weird, but it's a texture thing. It's a. It reminds me of. I don't know if you, I, I. Maybe I'm weird. I've taken a peach pit and like kind of. Of sucked course on you're it, weird, you know? but that doesn't. Yeah, that's but not, I've like, like what we're like, to about. clean off the peach pit. I put the whole peach pit in my mouth and sucked on it, and you get something different from just eating peach flesh. Okay, that's interesting. And, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm, I'm, I'm open to the experience. It's just never something that I thought of doing. Well, one thing I find interesting is they they mentioned the the second use of uh, bourbon cast to create light caramel tones, but I'm not catching any. Like I'm, I said, there's a, I think there's a whiff of it. I think it sort of it it envelops the flavor. It, it yeah, like be. even knowing, like hearing the word caramel, and I'm like even, specifically yeah, even trying to find it, it. I'm not getting. And I'm not getting it. I'm not getting bourbon offshoots. Yeah, I'm, it's so subtle that it could be suggestion. That's how subtle it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm not getting it, and I'm like specifically trying to look for yeah. it because the bottle even says that. So that usually can help me pinpoint. Like when you mention something, I can jump onto it because now I can fixate my mind onto it rather than if I jump it around. But this, I'm not this catching beer's, this. This beer is another wonderful beer. You know, it's up there for me with mm-hmm. brewers like Russian River and Avery. This like, is excellent. This is one of the best beers I ever had from Dry Log, and I've had plenty. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, like I'm thinking, if you gave me this, gave this to me blind, like if I was guessing a brew, my first guess would probably be Avery in some of the sours that they've sent us. Kind of has a very similar kind of pedigree to it. Yeah. And then you know, my next guess would be Russian River. I mean, this stuff is good. Mm-hmm. I could even see, you know, not having had a, you know, La Folina while I could. Pull yeah, you could Belgium. you could guess that. You know, I I would I even guess Cantillon. I don't know. I don't know either. You eat but peach I mean, pits, so I mean. But I mean, but this beer <laughs> is delicious. This beer mm-hmm. is top notch. This is the Atomic Poem from uh, Dialogue Brewing in, here in Pittsburgh. Uh, limited brewed once, but you might still be able to find it if you're in the Dialogue distribution area. This was a beer that uh, my coworker Justin picked up on his way home. Stood in line for and all that good, all that jazz. Oh, really? Mm. A little aggressive. Can you believe we only had five? <laughs> I know. It feels like we've been drinking forever. We got one more beer. Pounder can, though. Uh, this is one of my favorite breweries of like the last year or so. I love this brewery. They seldom do me wrong. Pizza Boy Brewing. And this is their sunny side up coffee stout. There, this is also brewed with Owls of Hampton. So this is a mm-hmm. a co. No, Owls of Hampton is is the bottle shop pizza place. Pizza Boy is the brewery inside it. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. And um, this is the bourbon barrel variant of Sunny Side Up. So this is not to be confused with Pizza Port. No, Pizza Boy. Pizza Pizza Boy. Pizza Pizza. Pizza Pizza Boy <coughs> Boy. Just outside of Harrisburg. Sunny side up with little amps. Little amps being the coffee. This is a bourbon barrel aged coffee uh, imperial stout. 10.5% alcohol by volume. I have no IBUs either. Good for you. (laughs) Now that smells like a good coffee. Like a dark kind of Ethiopian Mm -hmm. blend or something. This is what I was expecting yeah. out of the alchemy mm-hmm. that I did not get. Yeah, it has a kind of a little more earthiness to it, mm-hmm. a little bit of um, from the aroma. Let's see what else am I smelling. I like like the earthy, dirty kind of. Yeah, you know what? It's I'm... not quite as mineral. I would I would go with African coffee as well, like you said, Ethiopian or something like that. Uh, if it was more fruity, I would tend to think South American. Right. If it was more minerally, I would tend to think um, Asia Pacific. You know, but yeah, I think I think Ethiopians could call on this one. It's it's funny though because I'm getting like this this image in my head as I'm sniffing it, and for some reason I'm just like imagining. I don't. I can't even put pinpoint a specific plant, but the roots of something like just freshly ripped out of the dirt, like a flower or something re- freshly ripped out of like the dirt. Like soil. Yeah, and that kind of scent is what I'm getting from it. That kind of aroma, like that's when I when I whiffed it, I got like the coffee, but I just envisioned that earthy, muddy kind of yeah. scent from it, of just a freshly yeah, pulled. I, I, I think I think because potting soil has kind of a sweet smell to it. Yeah, you know, like compost or something like that. Yes, that's and that's... and and if you think of like soaked potting soil where it's kind of slushy and muddy, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I kind of mm-hmm. agree with that smell. Yeah. 
now don't don't get sick from listening to us talk about this this no. is a minor part of the smell yeah but it, that sweetness that that kind of sweet composty smell you know is in here a bit mm-hmm. that's just where my mind went to for that when i started really to encompass it no no embrace where the mind floats to it's uh it's smelling like a, a mix of uh in terms of the aroma that's coming off the coffee Kind of a radish cucumber. Oh, yeah. Okay. Huh. You're not wrong. I'm just enjoying the aroma right now. <laughs> I know. Me too. We're all just sitting here sniffing the hell out of it. Onto the flavor. The the barrel's kind of restrained. It's not nearly the barrel that you got out of Big Boy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other than that, there is a nice full-bodied stout here. It's a creamy... Mm. Uh, Ooh, the coffee comes through in the end, too. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, it's not often I say that the beer's a little too warm. I think this beer's a little... Too, feels a little too warm to me, actually. It feels like if there's a little bit of chill on this beer, I might like it better. I don't think I've ever said that before. <laughs> what What temperature is it? It's probably around like 60, 61, 64 or so, probably. It's probably up at that point. The gun says 68, so yeah, let's put it at 64. 64, yeah. I just think, you know, a little bit of chill in this guy would make it better. I, I, I think, I don't know, I think the, the, the coffee is coming out more. I think that you're getting a little mm-hmm. bit more astringent notes because of it's, cause, cause it's warmer. Mm-hmm. But um, you're never get, it's never going to be as lush. It's not, this, this year wasn't going to be as luscious as the big boy ever. Yeah. Um, but what it's doing is really presenting a big, uh, a really nice, good coffee flavor with a big, boisterous kind of alcohol forward uh, stout. Yeah, that doesn't. That's more roasty than anything else. Yeah, roasty. It, it makes sense. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you, it's okay. I haven't had this beer till tonight. I had a four pack of it, I think, and Heather had one or two. I think she's had two. And I was surprised because she's not a bourbon barrel fan, but she loves Imperial Stouts, Coffee Stouts, whatnot. This one, the barrel's toned way down, so I understand why she liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, like, the. It, actually, I lost my train of thought now, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I was going to say it has a little bit more of, like, a, a boozy bitterness to it. If I yeah. can put it in that mm-hmm. sense, um, it kind of, it pushes away so it's not bold in your face, pow, right in the kisser coffee. Right, but it's strong alcohol forward. It, it, yeah. And like, that carries in the coffee at the yeah, end. It's yeah, it's creamy at, at, at the beginning. It gives you like a nice uh, richness to it. And then the finish, you start to get a little bit of the boozy like going to like a bourbon ale type of drink mm-hmm. like i felt like i just had uh, i don't know this one's popping in my head kentucky bourbon ale and the finish that i get from that reminds me of the finish i'm getting this less alcohol less dry but it's very similar kind of finish i'm not getting like the the kind of whiskey and bourbon notes so much mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm getting more roasty uh Kind of very pretty straightforward roasty notes with a little bit of astringency on it, mm-hmm. um, sort of so a little charcoaly. But in the end, yeah, the charcoal for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I definitely would agree with that. I for some reason I just keep getting this idea of like 
I might just be pushing my mind into that sense. Yeah, no, it, it, I'll talk about it in the post show. There's there's an article I want to bring up, but at the end there, there's a a dark fruit, so a really pl- uh, um, prune and uh, prune. I would I would agree absolutely on like that that kind of yeah, idea, and, it, and it's coming from sort of the, the the coffee at the end is mm-hmm. bringing bringing that out. So it's it, this yeah. Is, this is so good. when you guys start talking about the fruits, you know, it's it's an aspect of the beer I really wasn't paying attention to until you said that. And yeah, there's the big fruits. There's there's more than just the the prunes though. I'm getting dates too, I think. But even that, there's um, there's a there's kind of a, a acidic tang, like a little bit of a lemon type thing in there, or maybe like um, oh, what's the fruit I'm trying to think of? Um, I don't know. You one of those yeah, goji well, berries. <laughs> no, not gojis, but actually, ac- but actually, cranberries fits in here a little Ooh. bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of the tang part. If you if you if you maximize the tang part, minimize the fruit part. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. The, the, the tang is is a minor component. I don't want to. It's not a sour stout, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's um, but but if you look for it, you you can find it. Mm-hmm. I mean, overall, I think. There's still a little bit of that kumquats. Like... That's what I'm thinking of. So yeah, it's kind of a citrusy thing, kind of tart. Okay, I yeah, I can see that, especially with a little. There's a little, even a little guava esque mm-hmm. thing going yeah. on too. Yeah, yeah. It's not, but it's not like it's not front and center. I didn't see it until you started talking about fruits, and then I like, oh, let me look over here, and like, oh, look at all that shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> until you're right, there's a lot of shit. Until you're left, there's a whole lot of other shit. You know, I want to take a, I want to take a second to talk about that real quick. You know, we're focusing on on the things we're supposed to taste in this beer. We're supposed to taste the coffee. We're supposed to taste the stout. We're supposed to taste the barrel. And then we turn the prism a little bit and we're like, oh, look at all these fruity things. If it wasn't this warm, you wouldn't have tasted those. You're right. You're right. And my statement earlier about where it felt tasted too warm, now that I changed the prism, <laughs> I'm satisfied. Oh, no, no, no. I'm satisfied okay. again. I'm okay. Where there was, a, there was a certain set of sips where I had where I felt like. Your I'm expectations not, were. were I felt like I wasn't drinking the beer at its best. Mm hmm. And then when I turned over here and looked this way, I enjoyed right. it. Yeah, you, in did, a you different re- you rotated it slightly, mm-hmm. and you were able to see more clearly through the. Well, I mean, whether it's its best or not, I'm not saying. I'm saying I found a whole new interesting trail to fa- trail. Okay, to follow. I, I heard about it, and I th- I think it's worth taking this time, which I'm about done doing. But I think it's worth taking this time to just mention. You know, it's not necessarily the the A storyline is the only storyline. Look for mm-hmm. the subtext. Look for the, 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 the B one that's weaving in and out. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Pickle yeah. Rick! <laughs> <laughs> Put a pin in the A story. Take, pay attention to the B story for a bit. Then you can go back to the A story for an update. Right. But the B story is important to, to, f- to keep the A story from overwhelming. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Nah, story structure. I could go on and on. <laughs> uh, right, it's time to rank. All the bottles are over in front of Nick. I don't even remember what we drank. 
Uh, we drank this beer, and we drank some around. other beer, another beer. Drank, 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 and a little bit drunk. Drank, <laughs> and we had purple drank in the beginning. <laughs> oh, we had a pretty good show. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm very satisfied. So, like I, like I said, I got the zombie dust a couple of days ago, and I was like, I told him I was going to drink it that night, but then you know before i cracked it open i'm like you know really that that's a show beer i gotta say that for the show and so i'm happy nick came i'm like no, I'm, I'm happy i came into pittsburgh literally today so literally yeah, I'm, I'm happy I, like, I texted him and i'm like i'm really tired i'm gonna crack open a bottle uh, of wine you know it's you better hang it, out it's better that you didn't come into pittsburgh figuratively today because then you couldn't have been here i'm glad it was literally Oh my Jack God, off. Jesus, Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> Bringing out my Pittsburghese insults too. No, 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 just uh, you know, the literal police is out, I guess. <laughs> All right, last place for me, it's the Martin City Alchemy. You know that I think this can might have not been at its best condition. Uh, it was very tangy, tart, sour stout, sour Belgian stout. The coffee was in there but it, it just it really wasn't very nuanced that makes fifth place the the monk and honey but i like that beer a little too sweet on the honey a little too much like sweet mead but i liked the story greg mentioned how it had a story uh-huh. and any beer that has a story that is interesting to explore you know gets props and that beer gets props because it is interesting the reason it's in fifth place is just because of the lineup <clears throat> then the next four beers are really damn good really damn good i'm gonna put the pizza boy in fourth place and that's mostly be i liked it i liked almost everything about it but i thought the other three beers were more expressive the, the pizza boy I was worried that I had drank it too warm. Then we talked about fruit. And when I started exploring the fruit at, you know, like 65 degrees, it opened a whole new window to me and just really was fascinating. Um, Damn, 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 damn. Top three are practically a tie. I don't want to rank the zombie dust too high because it's a whale. But it was so good. Oh, the big boy was my, like, exactly what I wanted in Imperial Stout. And the dry log was, like, a national qualifier for that, you know, that kind of serious sour. <coughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is a tough This one. is, you know, you know, we have that unofficial rule where we can take a, a pass a year. Yeah. I want to take it. I'm not going to take it. But, you know, this is the thing with, like, they're... They're all good in their own right. Mm-hmm. What did I like best tonight? My, I'm going to have to flip the review to top to bottom because I just got to work right. what I enjoyed the best. I think the Big Boy was the best beer of the night. That Big Boy from Martin City. It's, I love me a boozy, barely sweet, juicy Imperial Stout. And that was like, that was it. That's like the instantiation of my dream of an Imperial Stout. I mean, mm. it was practically yeah. perfect. And then I'm going to put the zombie dust in second place because the props I have to give that is it was that the perfect example of a phase two IPA. And for listeners who may not be up on our, our nomenclature, 
What's that? Lingo. Our nomenclature, our lingo. Uh, phase two is the hops that came out in the era of Simcoe and Amarillo and things like that. And they can provide citrusy, but they're also kind of dank and sulfury and oniony. It's also, I mean, and, it's also the style of IPA that was going, that, yeah. that was being made. It's, it's focusing more on bitterness and. Uh... I personally classify like at the the day after the bitterness wars, the day after the arms race ended. Okay. I, I consider sure. I consider the bitterness arms race the end of phase one. Interesting. All right. Well, but well, yeah, it's not not yeah. not a conversation for right now in yeah, the show. Yeah, sure. No, I understand. Uh, but oh, it just it took out every pitfall you could run into by using that kind of hops to make those flavors. It it was not there. It was clean. It was awesome. It was bright. Thank you. I'll I'll cut boards all day for you all day long if my dad's neighbor keeps bringing me zombie dust. And the dry log. I feel bad about ranking this one third because, like I said, it tastes like. Na- national great sour beer. This is probably one of the best Drylog beers I've had. I've been I've been bullish on Drylog for a year now, and this one just leapfrogged all the other Drylogs that I've mm-hmm. been bullish about. This one's awesome, Nick. So at the sixth place, I'm putting the Alchemy Coffee Stout by uh, Martin City. That one. I, I did not like it as much as you two did. It was, to me, something that I didn't really, I, I wouldn't drink again. It, it might be the can. It could also be the way they did it. Like, I'm not entirely sure. What it actually reminded me of was this, um, and I can't remember the name, but it was this Italian soda that I had. And not by the flavorings, but by the the memory that it gave me. Where at first it wasn't so bad because the Italian soda I had kind of just tasted like a Sprite. But the aftertaste was god-awful. And I apologize to all Italian people that actually enjoy that soda because it was just disgusting. And apologies I to all the Italian people. And I couldn't get rid of the aftertaste. And that's what it reminded me. That's what the Alchemy um, beer did to me. Tarani? possibly it, it it was like a it was like a sprite but that's besides the point um secondly it was a good beer was monk and honey torn label i enjoyed it um i definitely liked the mead aspect to it it wasn't as um potent as mead would be thoroughly through because it had those different levels to it it had different characters different it, it, it had a story uh, once again we're going back to that idea it started this way and it finished that way and i i enjoyed that it was a good beer um it's i'm not saying that it wasn't a good beer by it being in fifth place sort of a hard luck loser it's just a hard luck loser it was it was pitted against some very top contenders tonight sure um Going into fourth place, though, I am actually going to place the Zombie Dust. I really enjoyed that ale a whole lot. And this is a great show. This is a great day to randomly just show up (laughs) to Pittsburgh a day early just to come here and drink these ales. The Zombie Dust, I, I really, I actually like the musky aroma of it. I love the flavoring to it. Everything about it was just, I kept finding new things as I was drinking it. 
and it kept making it more. You put a new word into my lexicon. I hadn't considered musky, but I think that's a really good term for you know, especially when you when when you were describing it that way. It, so it are really you guys worked. differentiating musky from musty? Like musky, yes. musky it's, to it's, me is like different. an animal stink. It's kind of colony in a yeah, way. Like yes, yes, yeah. yeah, it's different. Okay, yeah, it's different. Uh, I kind of get like like animals stink is what I think. Of. No, musky, I, mean, I think of like sort of enveloping you. Yeah, I mean, it has a stank. Yeah, but it's not a stanky stank. Yeah, I mean, now I got the stanky stank, but it's not a stanky stank. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, <laughs> but that was one of the things that I did enjoy, and it wasn't like a turn off thing. That's what I like, and I think a lot of it comes down to I like saisons, and they have those type of yeah. those aromas to it. I like that Brett, that aspect of that ester that's coming out of it. And Wait, what are you talking about? Three Floyds? No, I'm talking about like that that aroma and that, that oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah yeah that flavor i'm just trying to like put many words to it okay. um where was was that fourth that was fourth okay yes. fifth place is going to third, third, oh, third, i'm sorry third, third. <laughs> sorry uh <laughs> no, said, you've been drinking a while Back i'm not driving um sunny side up bourbon barrel age by pizza boy um that is what I wanted the alchemy to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe yeah. not the oh, yeah. bourbon side of things, but that's what I wanted the alchemy. That's what I expected out of the alchemy. And Pizza Boy did it really well. That was the final beer that we did tonight. So it might have just been, I just love those bourbon barrel aged, um, I can't even speak anymore, stouts that just really hit me very well. Now, between the top two uh, places, I'm struggling placing these. It's tough, yeah. I mean, the top four, to me, are a hard way to place it. Yeah, but it, this is... They're very close, you sure. I, it it kind of came to me. I, I, think I, I think I made the right choice for me, mm-hmm. but it's... Yeah, well, to me, they're all tied because they're all different beers. Yeah, they, I mean, they are. The they're thing. very... Even this two stouts, literally the, the two. Yeah. Bar- <laughs> literally, I can give everyone a first place are, ribbon no, just for showing they up. Are literally, literally different four different beers. Oh, I see what you're saying because I literally <laughs> showed up the Pittsburgh. <laughs> Anywho, um, literally is literally not a Pittsburgh thing. Literally, I'm going to have to place Atomic oh. Palm in second place. Literally. Because I, I really have no reason. That was probably one of the best drinks, uh, ales that I ever had from Dry Log. And I've been a huge fan of them for the past few years. And Until recently. Uh, that's a, That was their services. I said I would always buy their beers outside of their actual place. <laughs> but... Um, that to me was just fantastic. It was it was beautiful. Beautiful. It was very well done, and everything about it, the blend, the way that they hid and didn't overpower, to me was a great way to place that ale. I mean, they they did a fantastic job with it. Um, and then obviously that leaves first place goes to the big boy Imperial Style by Martin City. Um, the only thing I have to say when I was drinking it was I'm happy. Because it was exactly what I love. It was a warm hug. I mean, it was. Everything about it is what I want out of a 
out of an ale like that. It's just I'm with you. Perfect. Everything from all the descriptions, I could search if I want to search, but if I don't want to search, I'm perfectly happy where I am because it was still coming through as exactly what I wanted and I would have I would have ordered probably three more of those before the end of the night and I wouldn't have driven home. But it would have been a great night. It was so good. I mean, you haven't even gone yet, so I'll yeah. let you go. But oh my okay, god. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you both. Here's the real rankings. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. It turns out mine are almost identical to Nick. Just as a, a slight change, and almost identical to Jess. Um, in sixth place, Alchemy, of course. It, you know, it, it did not live up to the rest of the beers. Uh, the it, it is the easy one to partition from the rest of them. Uh, and in fifth place, the Torn Label, not as easy to partition because, like you said, you know, it, it tells a story. Was it had its complexity to it? It had interesting things to say, but the other beers were just. The, the level of stuff that was coming out of them was much more dynamic and much more, like, awesome. So, get those out of the way. In fourth place, Nick, you're absolutely right. Three Floyds is in fourth place. Uh, it it's, it's, a phase, it's still a Phase 2 IPA. It's still a 2007 beer, and it's facing up against some really tough competition uh that is you know you don't get great coffee stouts like that you don't get great imperial stouts like that you don't get great sours like that that often i can get beers like the three floys i can get them they're not unavailable mm-hmm. it's very good beer but it's not something that's unavailable to me these guys were special that's why three floys gets in fourth place but like I said, I mean, it it would be a regular pickup for me if it were available. In, in, in oh, sure. It would be an absolute, like, mainstay in my fridge. So I don't want to, like, bash it. I'm just saying that the other ones were giving me the, uh, a specialty. Like, I wouldn't – I'll say this Big Boy is going to be number one, but I wouldn't want Big Boy in my fridge all the time. Like, there are times when I'm <laughs> not in an Imperial Stout mood. Oh, yeah, but yeah, when I want one yeah. – I would go for Big Boy now, like, definitely. I, I mean, I remember paying, like, $25 for a Brooklyn Black Ops, hoping it was Big Boy. Right. It wasn't, yep. you know? So, uh, in third place, I'm going to put the Pizza Boy. This is... I loved the the way coffee was used here. I really got that excellent coffee flavor out of it. And that is so rare. It happens. We've we've had them before. We've had really good coffee beers, but it's it's such a small percentage of the actual you know the coffee beers that are produced that that give you that coffee stuff. And you know at the temp and and once you did that rotation to the right aspect, you mm-hmm. really got what it was what it was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put the dry log. I'm sorry. I I was reading yours. Uh, the dry logs in third place. I was gonna say, where's the difference between yeah. mine and yours? Dry, dry logs. I went in third back place. to my list, looking like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, because because of that coffee na- no- nature, they really loved mm-hmm. made, made the pizza boy in second place. The dry log I thought was an excellent sour, like really legitimately excellent. Had lots of dimensionality to it, mm-hmm. lots of things to explore, uh, and really. Um, it it didn't like overpower you with apple. It gave you this this pear stuff too. I going loved in there. how the apple wasn't yeah. like was, out front. How mm-hmm. it was so integrated. That it saved the beer. It just was awesome. It, it was, made the the finish just so much more refreshing yeah. because that's when you got 
the apple. Yeah. It was like he got so everything else up front, and then it's like, hey, by the way, apple. And just the amazing. Sig- and just the suggestion of of the bourbon was enough to sort of surround it with uh, a like a toffee mirage that that worked mm-hmm. yeah uh and then uh yeah so second place i'm going to put the the pizza boy and the first place the big boy so two boys in front uh and big boy was just Sexist. spectacular spectacular well i like boys <laughs> uh it was just spectacular <laughs> and uh i would highly recommend i mean we it's weird because the Martin City Alchemy, we don't know whether that one's spoiled or not. We don't know whether if you get a big boy, if it's going to be as great a can as this one. Because yeah. we, you know, we only have one of them. But this one was spectacular. This was a fantastic Imperial Stout that was, as Jeff and Nick were saying, kind of everything you want out of it. It, it, I mean, it hit so we, all the marks. We've had six or seven Martin Cities on the show recently, thanks to Dave. They're in Kansas City, Missouri, and they're an awesome brewery. Yeah. So they're world class. I mean, the the stuff that we've had from them is fantastic. I mean, we had in in the pre show we had Purple Train, which is you know not like not on the big boy level, but it was good. It was good. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I enjoyed it more than the Alchemy. Yeah. By far, but yeah. like I said, I mean we're going by a can, so it's like anytime you're like talking with trying a new company or a new mm-hmm. beer i feel like going from but like anything from a bottled package scenario you're mm-hmm. always kind of taking a risk of it not being equal quality to when you're at the brewery itself well thanks everyone for listening to craft beer radio craft beer radio is released on the creative commons license because of craftbeerradio.com for more information if you want to contact us i'm at jeff bear on twitter at C B R G R E G C B R Greg and at N E Jones Music. Any Jones Music? Any Jones. I know it's coming. Or Northeast Jones. Northeast. Yeah. Yeah. It's not A N Y. It's N. Yeah. Nick. E Edward J Jones. I'd go with any as a northeast, and then go or New England, like, yeah, New England, and go with like you know you're cloudy right, and delicious. Any northeast, there you go. Jones music, northeast cloudy Jones and music. delicious. Mfers. That's that's a long See, Twitter was, title. Me doing mfers was not me, and yeah, that was not the full word. <laughs> All right, whatever, man. <laughs> I'll put the explicit tag on this podcast. No, I won't. <laughs> I'm not going to do that at all. Yeah, like you'll, you'll put that much work into it, sure. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cheers. To the show where we're going to do some, probably going to do some acapella. It's going to be awful and hilarious. Oh, it'll be great. Put on your headphones. Well, Nick...